What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This Haberman of Middlecoff segment is brought to you by ashford.edu slash ham. Start your master's degree today. And sleepnumber.com slash ham. And simplysafe.com slash ham. Now to the segment. I took the clip of the Emmanuel Sanders third and 10 that we talked a lot about on the last pod, and I said, is this the play you woke up thinking about if you're a Niners fan? For me, it's the play that that I will most have seared in my mind for the Super Bowl. And as we talked about on Sunday, it might be that that play reveals itself over time, depending on who you are. This is a personal decision. Uh, but by and large, John, heavy wave of people said, no, for me, that's not the play. For me, the play that I'll always carry with me is the conversion to Tyreek Hill on third down at 15. Yeah, and, and Mike Shanahan said to Mike Silver that that's when the game changed. <clears throat> I think we were all thinking it, but I think all the football people are saying, and just every football fan guy, when your team is in third and 15, I, I think the percentage I used on Sunday night was under 10%. You feel it is a massive, massive upset if they get the first down, right? You don't expect when you're calling a game, when you're watching a game, if the if one team's in a third and 15, you expect a punt coming up, right? Or a fourth down situation if it's third and 15. You could yeah. argue in in that situation because you know it's, you know, I think there was somewhere around six-minute mark. It's They're down 10 points. They're not in field goal range. It wouldn't have been crazy for them to, like, run a screen or, like, a slant to try to gain half the yardage. Would you agree with that? I would. You know, it, it happened. There were a some lot. people that felt like the Niners should have done that on third and ten when they took the deep shot to Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, which I—I I mean, ultimately they had him open, but—but mm-hmm. but you're right. Yeah, so they got the third and fifteen, and at the end of the day, there's a reason I, I'm a big Animal Planet fan. When there's just nothing on TV, I end up on Animal Planet. Mm-hmm. And Animal Planet, you know, like the Lions or their quarterbacks, they, they ride the Lions <laughs> because the Lions are just. They are killing fucking machines. And there's a, I think it's, it must be easier to get lion video than it is like the wolves. Alligators are in the water, so it's, it's a little 
is a little more difficult, but you can just go to the prairie and just follow the pack of lions. Lions, lions are like that, the Dallas Cowboys too. They just rate. Yeah, they, they, you're just like, oh, pack of lions chasing zebras or gazelles. I'm in. You're right. And what do the lions do when they're chasing the gazelles? When they're chasing the water buffaloes, they don't go after the first one, the strongest one. They go after the weak link. They usually go after the when they go after water buffaloes. They go after their children. When they go after the gazelles, they go on the last one. And when they go after the zebras, they go usually at the smaller one or the kids. Well, Andy Reid, despite getting Sherman once in the final two drives, he wasn't going at him relentlessly. Because why would you? Even if speed is one of his pet peeves, you know, one of his weaknesses just to be able to run with their speed, you're going to go after the weakest guy on their defense. And by far, guy, the weak link on their defense, which is a good story, Undrafted free agent. I've tweeted many times. I've said it on this podcast. I think most people agree. One, you don't see that many undrafted free agents that are starting corners on Super Bowl teams. That's not normal. Usually, you have one star corner, and the other guy's like a third or fourth rounder. In theory, that's what the Niners had, right? Akella Weatherspoon, for a long period of time, was a starting corner, third round pick. And he was technically the weak link, but you go, okay, I get get it. Well, this guy's better than him, and Andy went after him. And... There's two ways to look at it. Andy fooled him. This guy on the Niners side, they would say he blew his assignment. Belichick's, I I would say, the number one saying in football that gets just casually made fun of on just like by football people is do your job. And that's the thing with football. Yeah, I was was watching the game with a female explaining an earlier play in the game. It might have been actually on the next series. I I haven't even rewatched the game. Mahomes ran for a first down. And Aikman goes, look at Eric Armstead. He has outside contain. How often have you talked to coaches before, after games or leading up to a game, about a previous play, and they're like, our guy wasn't supposed to do that. Even though when you're watching it, you're like, oh, he almost got him. And sometimes you hear coaches say this all the time. You can't be a hero. You can't do your own thing. You have to make plays in the construct of the call. And when you're playing, I'm not you know, Belichick when it comes to coverages. But if you're in cover three, what cover three means, you split the field in thirds. The left corner has a third, the right corner has a third, and one of your safeties has a third. With your nickel corner usually has an underneath, your middle linebacker has the underneath middle, and your other linebacker has the other underneath. So you have all quadrants covered. Well, Akella Weatherspoon chased Sammy Watkins across the field. So when Jimmy Ward broke inside because it looked like the guy was running a post, Jimmy Ward goes, that's my area. I have to protect my blades of grass. You don't ask everyone to protect every blade of grass. You expect all 11 guys to protect all, all the blades of grass. But Emmanuel Mosley fucked up. Like, they easily could have run that play. I don't know if you read, like, Peter King's. He had Andy draw the play. And the play is him kind of running the double move. And he ran the double move to Emmanuel Mosley's side. They easily could have flipped it and ran. It was like one. It was like twenty-three wasp is the play call, mm-hmm. and they ran it to the left for a reason because their weak link, the slowest gazelle for the Niners, who is a great story. I, I I'm a fan of the player, but that's who you'd go after, and the Niners went after him. And who knows? Like even if he was, even if he was there, let's say he hadn't left, maybe Tyree Kill still makes a play on him, but he not he left like he. He, he left the area, right? It's like if, you, if you're the slow gazelle 
when I watch Animal Planets or the zebra, the, the kid zebra, you run in the middle of the bigger zebras. They protect you. And he left his area and left the Niners team, the game, vulnerable. It, it changed the game, guy. I uh, This is not the intention of uh, having this conversation, but you just make me think as we're talking, a conversation for another time. Um, might just be, I'm sure we'll have this conversation in the offseason we're in it, what the Niners' priorities are. That other cornerback spot, you could argue, given the conversation we're having right now, is at the very near the top of the list. I, but I, here's my defense of you, you, one. I mean, they like any team, they have needs. Even if you're a great team guy, you're not going to have a perfect team, right? You're not going to mm-hmm. have 22 starters where you go borderline, you know, pro bowlers to borderline pro bowlers. Like there are just going to be, there is going to be an Emmanuel Mosley on the 85 Bears. Like the, I'm sure if you broke down their roster and be like, well, our slot wide receiver was shitty. Just, you just can't have the perfect team. I, I agree with what you're saying, but they, you'd go, well, they drafted a Kella Weatherspoon in the third round. Like they did try, they've, they signed Richard Sherman. They've signed guys. I mean, they, you always do that, but not every guy is going to be really good. You're even on a great unit, and the 49ers were a great unit, top to bottom. All the D linemen were sweet. Richard was really good. Their safeties were good. Fred Warner was good. Quan, when he's healthy, is really good. Quan, uh, K1, is a really good player, slot corner. I, I just don't like, usually that means, well, if you go sign another corner that's better, then you can't afford Jimmy Ward. There's just always a domino guy. I, I, I'm not disputing what you're saying. Like that, that's going to yeah. be, they're going to go for it, right? Maybe they trade a Kayla Weatherspoon. Maybe he needs a, some fresh scenery and they draft a guy. But like maybe they draft a guy because they franchise tag Eric Armstead and trade him for a second. And they use, there's just always a domino effect. You lose one guy, you add another. My overall point, there's just no perfect team. Well, then, uh, then I think the other thing that I would say then that's the most immediate response is these are what the plays are designed to do, right? This is why in the Super Bowl you're playing against Andy Reid, who you tweeted it again on Tuesday morning, his updated record off of bye is what now, 19-3, and 6-2 and two in the postseason or something like that? Yeah, it was 25-5 and five overall. So that's, that's, that's pretty that amazing, his, isn't it? The plays are designed to deceive. The plays are designed to trick. The plays are designed to make you think one thing is happening when something else is happening. And he's a good enough coach, right, to trick the right person, not to attack the He's the, the best coach. Side. You didn't get – you didn't – and this is where I go back. Not that this makes anybody feel any better. It's not even about this. But you didn't – you got beat by Andy Reid. And that doesn't – I don't know if that makes anybody feel better or it doesn't help you sleep at night. But you got beat by Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And this – like, I, I, I don't want to simplify things to one play or two plays, but this is the deal. Like, they, when it's time to win, they fi- they know what to do. They've studied every every hour, every inch of film. And they had it. And, and you know what? I would say the counters, like, when the Niners had their third and ten, Kyle Shanahan drew up a play or had a play ready. And it, and it was there to be made. This on, play got on, made. on a defensive coordinator that now has a resume of beating Belichick and beating Kyle Shanahan on – in the biggest games, right? Spagnola. Like Spagnola, yeah. I mean, has been a pretty big game coordinator. I, there, yeah, there's two ways to look at it. One, Emmanuel Mosley, I mean, this isn't even an opinion. He fucked up. He, he'd tell you that. Sala would tell you that. The other players, I don't think, would publicly tell you that. But that's the reality. He fucked yeah. up. He went the there's wrong a, way. There's a linebacker there ready for the guy that he follows across the field. And then the, the, I think the way you're putting it is probably the right way. 
it's a it's an elite play because it's like who did he follow? He didn't follow Haberman. He followed Sammy Watkins, who had been making big plays. It was just a natural instinct, like you said. The play design. It's a normal play, but there's trickeration just built into the play because it's a cover three beater. And that's the thing. Like they're it's a beater against their go to defense. So it's not that's the one thing. Like you're placing you're playing Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer's known for and Mike Petton's known for running a lot of different coverages. So if you run that play, Mosley might not chase you because he might be in man, or he might chase you because he's in man, but another guy would have ran with Hill. But when you're in that defense, and Andy Reid knows that more than likely he's going to be in that defense in that spot, it's the zone beater. Because it usually does fool the corner. Just because your just inclination is, well, I can't let this guy run normally. I, they're probably going to throw it to him. And then little do you know, Ty, and, and you're kind of looking out of the corner of your eye, Tyree Kill's breaking away from your area. That's It's it's a thinking it, for, for, a, for a sport... <laughs> Run by a lot of like, I mean, a lot of guys in the league, you know, tough guys, toughness, meathead, lifters. It's the ultimate thinking man sport. I mean, it's it's the ultimate X's and O's game. It truly is, right? Every every play, there is a specific play call against what you think you're going to see, and the defense doesn't know the play coming, and you don't actually know the coverage they're going to run, though you both think you have some idea of what's going to happen on both sides. It's the ultimate... I think it's why there's so many comparisons over like the war and strategy, and it's why you hear all these guys talk with Navy. There is a huge strategy element to the sport, unlike the other sports, on because it's on every play, on right. every play. You you make your chess move on every play. Ba- basketball coaches go a long period of time without making their move, right? Baseball, there's so much of it that's out of your hands as a manager. Unless you but know, coaching is multiple coaches involved. There's as many hell. I mean, there's 11 players on each side. How many guys are in on each offensive play? Whether it's when you called it or when you prepared for it, just as many guys, right? Pass game coordinator up against their pass game coordinator up against their D line coach up against their linebacker coach up against their secondary coach. What about like on the, every play? How many coaches are involved to teach one play? A lot. <laughs> yeah, like a, a just lot. So many people. And then think about the players. The position how, coach who, is, who substitutes. You think about how often, like, have you seen NFL films over the years where the guard or the wide receiver or whoever's on the sideline or the quarterback's going, well, they're playing me to this shade. He's cheating inside. And then you have that coach needs to relate to the head coach and the head coach needs to relate to the play caller. You're all working. It really is. There's, there are by far more fucking people involved on every play there's a reason there are all these coaches and players in, in the game. And they're all kind of trying to work together to figure it out. And when it works, it's why it's so beautiful. Like to Andy goes, that was the point of the play, right? That play got executed perfectly. And Sala would go, we had the right play call called against that play if he just fucking backpedals. In the history of the sport, it's, it's one of those, because it, it wasn't one of those plays where, my Jimmy and the Joes beat your Jimmy's and the Joes, right? I'm just running to go route. jump ball, yeah. Yeah, you're covering me straight up, or I'm running power. You know what's coming, and I just run you over. It was legitimately what makes football the cool end of it. They ran a play that just fucked with your defense, even though your defense wasn't the right call. The other part, I don't know. Now, look, now we're really going to get you, you could You could argue, guy, like the Tyree catch and some of those plays are definitely way more historic. Because of the diff, this wasn't the difficulty of this wasn't 
he he ba- he caught it like Willie Mays basket catching it, right? Well, that's what I was about to say. Is like I don't I'd be really interested from Mahomes who's who gets hit as soon as he throws the football by Bosa, right? Like does that play um like if 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 Mosley is there, no, it wasn't Bosa. I think it was Buckner. If remember, because all the Niner you, fans have spent forty eight hours telling me that Bosa was being held. Can you imagine those guys chasing you every play? Like it's just, I think Mahomes said it after he's like, "This is the best defense I've played since I've been playing." I've been to the depths of Twitter, John, and the depths of Twitter think that the refs screwed the 49ers in this game. I have no patience for that. I, I do think a lot of fans, at least my friends that I've been texting don't have that sentiment i i I I agree that's why i said the depths of twitter yeah i've gotten in some arguments like to me that's kind of raidersy like the the niners high level franchise they 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 don't i i don't do blaming again i and i'm anti-refs i think the refs had a shitty for the most part pretty average game at best borderline shitty but i thought it was equally shitty now you're right bosa gets held but there there were no holding calls at all so you don't think like Frank Clark's getting held or Chris Jones? Like the refs did not. Can we admit? Like I, I know where I stand on this. The refs did not win or lose this game for either side. They influenced the game, but I do not like look at it. You know, 49ers lost the Super Bowl because of the zebras. I don't. I I I, I despise that take. It does remind I'm, I'm me and, and Raider fans. They love blaming the. It's a it's but a you know victimhood, what? and I'm not but even. I don't, I'm not trying to pigeonhole the Raider no, fans. No, I don't think it's that. I'm going to stop you because I I'm just telling you this is why I said the depth of Twitter. It's just because it's the Super Bowl. Everything that's been that I've been tagged that I think it's just no matter who loses a game, you're getting that. There's just going to be a segment that thinks that happened. Like on that play, it was about Nick Bosa getting held. You know there were no holding penalties in the game. I didn't know that until you told me that. Because I saw Baldinger tweet. Like, that doesn't bother me. But but there were more holding calls this season than like any season before. It's I think the argument are like, well, there are clearly some of the best defensive linemen in the NFL are in this game on both sides. That's impossible to not call any. So did they try to just let the kids play and then? Well, if I thought now, obviously the Niners have a have an incredible defensive line. If I thought the Chiefs' defensive line was getting no pressure and that the Niners were greatly disadvantaged by that stat you just gave me. Maybe I'd think more of it, but I, every time I watch the game, like Kittle's in there, like people are just flying all around Jimmy too, right? Jimmy, Jimmy got fucking molly whopped a couple so, times. So uh, you know, I, whatever. I, I uh, here's what I will say if I were to stick with my original point from Sunday, which is the Emmanuel Sanders overthrow is the play that will stay with me more. At the end of that drive, the 49ers still had the lead. Like the third and fifteen, yeah, the game changed. It went from twenty to ten to twenty to seventeen. The Niners still got the the Niners had a second down and five on the next drive because the first play of that next drive, Mozart goes an easy run right up the gut, right for like five yards. Honestly, it felt like seven, and then you look, it was like five. I'm like, God, that was easy. Then so, they throw, throw, yeah, yeah, three and out, and at six yards a carry, you could argue th- run the ball again on second down. You could, and then run the ball on third down. I, I think it's probably fair to say if they run the ball three straight times with Kyle's. Different play calling, whether it's end arounds, whether it's a sweep to Kittle, who knows? They probably get a first down. Now they still would probably they'd have to get another first down because Andy had all his timeouts. But going three and out that quickly, but again, then they go three and out quickly. They get the ball back. The Niners then got the ball back down four with still over two minutes to go. Guy, this it's is not, why that it's why for me it, the it, Sanders it, play is still at the top. But of course, it, this is my own. This is like some arbitrary ranking. 
these are the plays that mattered the most. Well, like Mike Shanahan said, the game changed. The game and legitimately changed. It hung a left while it was going yeah. down the freeway. It got off at an overpass <laughs> at third and 15. Because they get off the field there. Do they punt or do they go for it on fourth and 15? Down 10, seven and a half minutes left. Three no, times. less than seven and a half, John. It's, it's like it's, six something. That play happened at seven thirteen, so it would have been, you know, like six forty or whatever. That's a good question. I, I don't know. I, I, I think fourth and fifteen. Like let's say Mosley's there, he just bats the ball down or, you know, an incompletion. I think you probably punt. I, it's a tough spot. I, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer. Would he kind of get crushed on Twitter if he punted right there? Fourth and uh, fourth and fifteen is not fourth and six. I mean that's. I don't. Yeah. I. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. I. It would not have felt scared to me, like you said, if it's fourth and six is a different. different it's it's not like there's three minutes left. There is seven minutes left, but still seven minutes with a team that runs the ball a lot. It could. Then to me, you might not Kyle, get the ball back. Period. Right. Like, yeah. Do the Niners have a seven-minute drive in them? Well, it turned out they didn't. But why? Well, I remember there was one tweet after they this. had an opportunity to get the ball there. They could have run the game away. Well, once I think like Big Cat or someone tweeted after Mahomes threw the pick, right with like eight fifty or nine minutes, whatever it was, and the Niners were up ten. It's like, are we sure the Chiefs are ever going to see the ball again? The irony is the Niners went three and out. And they got the ball fucking right back. The, the Niners just picked the worst time to have basically the equivalent of three three and outs, right? After the pick, after the touchdown, I guess just two, and then just a disastrous drive with Jimmy. <laughs> the, the last play, when you see the visual of it as he's getting destroyed and he does like a two-hand basketball pass, you're like, oh, my God. I have come around. You, you hit it on the head. You you got to call a timeout there. You're, you're just – you have to call a timeout there. when the Because when, whenever a clock is that close, clearly you're not in sync. And that that's another area I think you could be critical of Kyle and the play caller. But I also think there's just an element to this. In the choke conversation, the losing conversation, the time management for years with Andy Reid, part of his the reason we talk about time management, because he's been in massive games for 20 years, right? But we're not talking about the time management in some random game in October. I mean, we he does kind of, I think, get made fun of sometimes for that, but... A lot of it's like the playoff situation, and really a lot of it comes with that Donovan McNabb drive. Where Do you know what the difference is sometimes? And I say this all the time about Kaepernick. When the Niners used to get a lot of delay, remember they felt like they got how many delay games in like the two years with Kaepernick as a starter with Harbaugh? Oh, and, Three, yeah, with Harbaugh. Let's, the two of them together. Yeah, they, they were delay games kings. Well, maybe a lot of it's just Kaepernick because a lot of like the, the Andy Reid time management – did he have the smart like was was Donovan really the most put together urgent quarterback all the time? Well, no, he I wasn't. Because this. look at Mahomes, Jim, guy. Look at Mahomes. This on that drive after the pick when they got the ball back with nine minutes, and you go, well, there's some urgency here. How often? Like the, I thought the TV camera did a good job of Mahomes. Is like, hurry up, let's go, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Just and it was just like he understood. And it's not like there were three minutes left. There were nine, but he was operating like in the two minute drive. Let's haul ass. Let's go. There was some of that. Like some of that's on the quarterback. Right, it's we just we put it all on the coach. The quarterback is kind of the coach on the field. Like he, you do need them both. They kind of got to be working hand to hand. Has Andy Reid just become a lot smarter? Like we just talk about him and much more glow. I don't, but I'm just saying, like people on Twitter now because he just has a good good quarterback. What if he had just had Brady or Rodgers the whole time? Like what would Andy Reid have done the last ten years with Aaron Rodgers, guy? 
won a couple. Is that? I mean, I think that's like I think Mike McCarthy's a good coach. There is no chance that Andy Reid and McCarthy would have the same record if he would have had Aaron Rodgers those seven years, right? None. I I would agree. I I would not only would. Not maybe he doesn't have two, but he's just been in another. He's just been in more NFC champ. Just been in just been, less down. Now they I had think, a couple. You know he's been hurt, but I think they would have been pretty dominant together. I'm, I'm with you. Just look at him with Mahomes, guy. I mean, you, you're the one that texted me midseason. You're like, God, he's moving. He's just kind of. It was a game. You're like, he reminds me of Rogers. And he he just has some Rogers with him. Just the flick of the wrist and stuff. Just look what he's doing with Mahomes. Two straight years. A- AFC Championship game, freaky loss after being down 14-0, Super Bowl. <laughs> and it feels like, are we sure they're not going back-to-back? Because they're going to be the favorites, right? Unless the Patriots, like, if Brady comes back and the Patriots do, like, they got Odell Beckham and add, like, one other sweet guy, they, they would probably be an equal. I- I- I'm not just counting them out yet. <laughs> it just, they're, they're, they're betting hype if they just they're the two moves away from just being like oh it's the Chiefs and Patriots which is cool with me I mean you told me AFC championship next year is reloaded Patriots versus the Chiefs Arrowhead or Foxborough sign me up Niners you know if I'm being greedy I go Niners Cowboys (laughs) we like the eyeballs I wouldn't mind a rematch I, I mean I've seen enough of the Niners and Packers I just and that's that's a good brand Selfishly, I wouldn't mind Niners Eagles. Give me Wentz. I like watching Carson. Ooh, reloaded Eagles. Like Minnesota, McCarthy, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give me, yeah. Give me, give me it's Jack just, McCarthy. It's, okay. it's just the Cowboys, you know. Again, I'm not even that. I, I would, I would actually personally, I'd rather see the Eagles because I, just, I like watching Wentz more. I've seen enough of the Packers, uh, the Saints. I mean, I wouldn't complain. Yeah, I um if you just told me some I next year's playoff matchups for the Niners, I just would like either the Saints, Cowboys, or Eagles involved, maybe. Like I have seen enough of Minnesota and Green Bay. That's the positivity that people need, John. Yeah. Or Seattle. I I could do Seattle too. I think Seattle's gonna be really good next year, right? Oh, I I wanted to say this about this whole sequence. I don't know if you I've got a theory. I don't know if you've seen my theory. I don't I didn't text it to you, but I tweeted it yesterday. I can't wait for the mic'd up versions of all these big plays. Usually comes usually comes out today because like so, time NFL films is tonight. We talk, I think we talked about it on the podcast a little, but on the Emmanuel Sanders third and ten, how John Lynch and Adam Peters were standing right behind Kyle, and they kind of did the knee dip, like oh and they yeah, and they showed it on TV, and they show, I would I tweeted this on Monday. I would bet money to use a middle call line as if there's anything else you bet. I would bet money that Kyle says to John Lynch right before that play. Watch this. See, I would. Why would Kyle be looking behind him? Just uh, Kyle walks. He had to walk because Kyle is standing like down by where the play is supposed to end. See, I, I would bet money they didn't talk. I think Kyle. I mean, this is. I mean, he's about to lose a Super Bowl guy. I just. I just. Uh, it, what was the play where he said something? Who did he? Say? You remember earlier this year there was a play. I for some reason in my head it's McGlinchey, but he wouldn't have been talking to McGlinchey. It was. He Sta- says, it, it was Staley. Because Staley was hurt. Yeah, but Staley was standing right next to him. And, and because Staley were, was hurt that day, it must have been. Yeah, and it was, it was either the Browns. It was a game where they were in complete. It was a relaxed atmosphere. Yeah, it was one of those like, watch this, Kittle's gonna hit it. Okay, well, yeah. even so, this well, I guess to me both guy, the, he's a little tighter. I just don't think he's looking behind. Maybe not, but here's the point. I know the what ultimate you're saying, point is. 
Yeah, that would the be badass, po- and it will go viral if he says. The ultimate point, John, he walks down there to the ten yard line or wherever he was. But he's he all, thinks, you notice he's always on the opposite side because he likes the view. He you started to how walk far away. He is. I know. He started to walk back the other way after that play did not hit though. Like he walked down there because he thought they were. He just thought it was about to hit. But you I know, think he thought it was about to hit. And somebody I, tweeted at me that Tim Ryan no, said they ran it 12 times in practice and hit 11 times. I think he lines himself up way behind the defense so we can see. Because if you watch, I picked it up. I've been, you know, think about it the way he talks. And that thing that went viral the other day, like watch Kittle right here against the Packer game where he's lined up, like where the safety yeah, is on the defense. If you watch the play where Jimmy gets tossed, he comes running. He's not standing there. He's way back. He lines himself up on the defense. I would imagine as the play caller, because you know how coaches say, well, you actually can't see as much from the sideline, which makes mm-hmm. sense. I mean, you yeah. when you call games or you sit in the top row with the blue-collar people, you have a great view of everything where the coaches sit. That as a coach, he probably gets his view from the way behind. It's how he sees shit. I, I think that he just is there and they just are standing there. It would be badass though if he goes. I, I just don't think he's relaxed enough in that situation. He might not be, but four. but here's my, my bottom line point: is he, I think he knew back to the Nostradamus stuff. He knew they had a play right there that was gonna have a chance to hit. Yeah, and his he quarterback knew. didn't, and that's why he said he just played all right. Wait, what? You see Kyle when they asked him like, "How do you think Jimmy plays?" He's like he played all right. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I just didn't hear what you said. You know, is, right. is he wrong? No, but it's just, you know, some players, like, should he say that? Yeah, he can say whatever the fuck he wants. Like, Jimmy was all right. He was 3 of 11 in the fourth quarter, and it was atrocious. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.